Australia. How are you going? How are you going? It is NBA Australia. It's Tuesday, December 26th. That's right. It's Boxing Day. Hope you've unboxed all your boxes. I don't know. Did you watch the cricket? I hope so. Hope you watched it early because there wasn't much going on late. Uh, I am your host, James Clements. I'm the editor of a good website. It's called CodeBet. You can find that at codebet.com.au. You can also see my ugly mug on Fox Sports Lab NBA. Fox Sports Lab NFL. Uh, CodeBet Daily. I was on Cricket Today today. That's nice. Cricket Today podcast today. That's right, this morning. Uh, Setting up the Boxing Day test with a good friend, Stats Guy. Go check that out. But I am here in Chateau de la Mort Studios in Lawn, a.k.a. uh, Just tucked away into a corner of the house, the beach house. It is miserable, I'll tell (laughs) you. It's not a great day to be down the beach for a couple of weeks. Uh, But we've still got an episode to do. Going to wrap up the weekend's games. Of course, the Boxing Day slate. I'll tell you what, your mate Jim is still recuperating from about 87 tins yesterday too. Jesus. Uh, But really quick one, because we'll sort of just fly through some of the games. I don't have a uh, control surface or anything, so I'm just sort of going to fly through it and give out some thoughts on some games, and that'll be kind of it, man. I'll do... That's not a knife. I'll make no mate. Spot of the night. Better than Lonzo Ball. We'll do some Yanaz. Uh, luckily, we had some folks sending some stuff in, which is good. I've uh, got the unpopular opinion of the day in Outback Takehouse. We're serving up a flame good take. And Andrew goes, Gray Mumber Award, and then I'm going on holiday. Yep, that's it. No picks and previews because uh, I'm not going to do a show until, I don't know, second week of Jan. So you have to bear with me. Unless something chaos happens, I'm going to jump back on, but yeah. Uh, so without further ado, let's get into it. Episode 112. That's right, 1012. Not 112. Not 112. It's 1012 of NBA Australia. Let's go. This is Joe Ingalls, and you're listening to NBA Australia. Watch out for the shack attack. All right, better watch out for the shack attack. I don't know, you better watch out for the Christmas attack, because uh, tell you what, a few tins, a bit of food. Oh, Lord. Oh, oh Lord. That's right, Stephen. Uh, we had the Boxing Day slate. A little bit of other news, so we can start with the daily whip around. Uh, the first little bit of news is, I don't know, Christmas is good. I hope yours was fun. I had a... Uh, the big problem is, every time we sort of go up to uh, up to see the fam, my mother and father, uh, some, you know, from Ballarat originally, we head up there to see them. Uh, you do a lot of driving, of course, on Chrissy. You're trying to see as many folks as you can. And, uh, yeah, both old mate and I get absolutely fucking poleaxed by hay fever each time. Don't know what it is up there, but, yeah, it kills us. Like, you can have as many bloody tail fast as you want, man. Still put you on your ass. Old mate's still ruined by it. I'm ruined by it a bit today still. Might also because it's a bit dusty in this uh, beach house, but still. So, yeah. Bear with us, would you? I'm a bit hoisy. Anyway, a uh, little bits of news. Ah, oh, my favourite bit of news today. Uh, so Draymond, look, he's expected to miss 11 to 13 games with his suspension. Uh, Woj tweeted out that the be on the individual counselling sessions. He's participating in periodic virtual meetings that include Team NBA and NBA Players Association officials designed to chart his progress towards reinstatement. <laughs> Basically, so he's jumping on a couple of Zoom meetings going, yeah, I don't want to punch anybody in the head today. And you're like, all right, this fucking guy. (laughs) Do you know how easy it is to blag your way through Zoom meetings? Like every Zoom meeting I'm ever on, I hope my boss is not listening to this, but I'm paying 5% attention. And it's like, James, what do you reckon? I'm like, yeah, sounds good. (laughs) It can be for fucking anything, man. I'm like, yeah, sounds good. It's like, hey, Jim. You're going to walk into the sea and never come back? Yeah, sounds good. To be honest, the way this hay fever's going, fuck yeah. Uh, but Draymond, doing Zoom meetings to convince people that he's not a fucking psycho is awesome. Other little bits. Uh, Woj, also today on the uh, Christmas program, was like, yeah, so uh, Kevin Durant is a bit shit. He's a bit shitty. 
He's not shit. He's shitty. He's a bit upset. He's frustrated. I'm ticked off. That's right, about the health issues surrounding Brad Beal and his underwhelming supporting cast. Oh, wait. Oh, wait. Should we start cranking it up? Kevin Durant, are you unhappy in a situation that you created for yourself? Here it comes. Oh, that's what you fucking do, KD, you snake. I keep saying this time and time again. This is karma. It's the basketball karma gods going, fuck you. This is what you get for joining a 73-win team, you dickhead. I do love it, though. Oh, jeez, I can't believe Brad Beal's always injured. It's like, dude, have you, do you know Brad Beal? Kevin, Kevin, have you ever, ever once looked at Brad Beal's basketball reference? Have you spoken to Brad? I know that he played in Washington and gives like no one gives any fuck about the Wizards, but dude, like know who you're trading for. Uh, and the last little bit of news before we get into the... Uh, Boxing Day wraps, uh, is that there were teams sort of talking about kicking the tires on, you know, some trades, and the biggest name that keeps popping up is DeJunte Murray, which is fair. I love the idea of the two-point guard attack there in Orlando. The problem is, like, I don't feel like DeJunte is the problem. You know what I'm saying? Trey not playing defense is a fucking problem. <laughs> but yeah. The Hawks moving on for DeJunte Murray is going to be the most classic Hawks shit ever. Anyway, let's do some game raps. Game raps, 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 game raps. Game raps. That's right, the game raps from the last couple of days. So we did a show, uh, what was it, Friday? Uh, so what happens in between then and now, Jim? Well, we had a few things going on, didn't we? We had a uh, we had an entire weekend of games, and then we had the Boxing Day games today, which is pretty fun. And the Boxing Day games delivered. Like, they were really fun. Uh, but if we want to fly back through some of the game reps of what we covered uh, back on Friday, what do we have? We had, uh, on Saturday, we had Toronto and Philly. Philly kicked the shit out of them. That was pretty funny because uh, that's just what they do at this point. They're just like, uh, who's that over there? Is, it, is that Toronto? Oh, yeah, we'll just fucking kill them, man. Uh, the Pistons keep losing, which is hilarious too. So um, what do we have on that day? We had the Sixers beat the Raptors 121-111. Nuggets beat the Nets that day too. And then the uh, Nets turned around and still beat Detroit, which is funny as hell. Uh, the Heat, oh, that was 122-117. They beat the Nets. Heat beat the Hawks 122-113. Rockets kicked their shit out of the Mavs without Luka 122-96. The Kings beat the Suns 120-105. And the Warriors beat the Wizards 129-118 in the Jordan Poole game which is funny as hell and then you had our Christmas Eve slate where you had the Bucks beat the Knicks 131-11 the Celtics absolutely shit pump the Clippers 145-108 the Nuggets on a back-to-back turnaround and smoke the Hornets 102-95 Magic beat the Pacers in a really fun game 117-110 yeah the Rockets topped the Pelicans on the road which is chaos for Houston and again, New Orleans, what the fuck are you doing? 106-104. Grizzlies outlasted the Hawks, 125-119. Ja Morant, just kicking ass, taking names. Uh, Nets beat the Pistons, so that is the record. <laughs> Equal all-time ineptitude. 26 straight losses, amazing. In season. And then they're now going to gun for the all-time record of 28, which was across seasons. Uh, the Yaz beat the Raptors because you can't trust the Raptors, 126-119. Cleveland beat the Bulls 109-95. Lakers outlasted the Thunder in a pretty entertaining game. Too big for the Thunder. 129-120. Mavs kicked the shit out of the Spurs. Uh, 144-119. The Warriors beat the Blazers 126-106. And the Wolves beat the Kings 110-98. Then today, we had a very entertaining Boxing Day slate. You had the Knicks beat the Buckaroos 129-122 this morning. Uh... This was the early, early, early game. I was half awake watching the back half of this, just going, whoa. Shouts to the baby for waking me up <clears throat> three times. <laughs> when your old mate Jim's had as many tins as he's had, the last thing he needs before he has to get up early to watch a shit ton of basketball is the baby waking up a couple of different times in a different place. He's like, Dad, this is not my house. And I'm like, how the fuck do you know? You're like 15 months old, bro. Settle down. He's like... Dad, this cot is different. I'm like, I'll pay that. You can't turn around. You can't do your fucking spinneroos. You get stuck up against a wall. There's no need to wake up your old man. 
<laughs> Plus, your mum's angry at everybody. Uh, anyway, the Bucks lose this in New York, 122-129. Crazy game. The Bucks had beaten the Knicks at this point. Was it like seven times straight, eight times straight? And they just couldn't quite get over the hump at all. Like, this was window dressing at the end. Like, they were down 16. And it's just like, oh, bit of a flurry here to make it look good. You're not fooling anybody of the Bucks. They just couldn't score. They were getting their ass handed to them early. And uh, what did they only got to 40 points, like just before the end of the half. Uh, they did pull it back to four points in the third quarter, but then Josh fucking had dropped three straight bombs and away they went. Brunson. This is the story from this one. He controlled the game. And what have we learned about the Bucks? They can't slow down guards. Oh, geez, Jim, is that because of Dame Lillard? Yes. Oh, but Dame was pretty good himself. Yeah, but look, if you're giving up game-winning performances on the other end, even if you're scoring 32 points, it's a bit of a pain in the uh, agates. I'll tell you what that. So... Giannis is 32, 13, and 6. Dane goes for 32. He goes 10 of 21 from the floor. 4 of 13 from 3. 8 assists, but 4 turnovers. Middleton, 24 and 6. Blopez, 14 and 6. Fighting Bobby Portis. Fighting around the world. 12 and 9. Everybody else, 2 of 8 from the bench. Malik Beasley pisses off and boom. Horrible game from the Bucks. It's the exact opposite of... Well, look, I expected Dame and Giannis to be good. The rest of their dudes pretty, you know, put up a pretty good fight. But if you give up 129 points to the New York Knickerbockers of New York City, there is something seriously wrong with your team. And that's what we're sort of learning about Milwaukee, right? They have had this defense on an upward trajectory for like most of December. But then you do this on a big stage and that's all everyone's going to remember. So Brunson has 38 and 6. Like the Knicks only went 8 of 26 from downtown. That's shit. And they win. They were 50-92 from the floor overall, which is good. Uh, but Brunson's 38-6. and six. He went 15-28 from the floor. Zero turnovers. Amazing gear. Randall, 24-9. and nine. Uh, He shot 8 of 17, 2 of 5 from 3. 21-6 for RJ Barrett. The Canadian eat. Is this Canadian Christmas as well? Uh, <laughs> 8 of 14. 20 for quickly off the bench. He was really good and heart was just instrumental. But Jimmy only had a 10, 9, and 4. Yeah, that's pretty bloody good. In a game that's like as tight as this one was, uh, they needed him and he stepped up big time. It's the sort of dude that the Bucs just don't have. And it feels like the Knicks have got like three dudes like that. Between Bronson Hart and Quickly, uh, the Bucs would give their left nut for just like one more scoring guard who can actually fucking put one foot in front of the other, right? Anyway, Bucks dropped the 22 and 8. Knickerbockers 17 and 12. The Warriors lost in Denver 114, 120. Rut row Warriors. Rut row. Uh, when you're bitching and moaning about the refs, oh, sir, sir, they got more free throws than a shut up, sook. No one cares, Steve Kerr. Have a fucking sook. <laughs> oh, Jokic was playing for fouls. You mean like Joel Embiid? You mean like Steph Curry every time he falls over shooting a three? Fuck off. Uh, they shot 46%, 14 to 30 from downtown, though. 13 turnovers. Clay was off big time. 7 to 21 shooting for him. 3 of 13 from downtown. Denver are just that size. They're the perfect foil for this Warriors team, right? Every time you turn around, you can throw a jam and Jamal Murray and the notorious KCP at Steph, and he's like, fuck. These guys are massive compared to me. And you're not wrong. The thing is, the other dude can also then cover Clay. Clay was horrible. Nine points, 3 of 12 shooting, 3 of 10 from downtown. He had pods. Pedeski was awesome. 13 for him. Comeback at also had 13. Andrew Wiggins was actually, look, maybe just a big day for Canadians between RJ and Wigo. Uh, Wigo, 22 off the bench, 13 for Chris Paul, 14, 5 and 2 for Dario, the homie Sarich. They just had nothing to give by the Denver Nuggets. Like, Joker just sort of put it out of their reach. Even though he shot like shit, he was incredible at just drawing fouls time and time again. It ground the fucking game to a halt. And anytime they needed a buck, he's like, yes, okay. I want to go see horses, so uh, let's get this one done and uh, I can fuck off. 26-14 for the Joker. 4-12 shooting from the floor. And then just massacred them at the free throw line, which was really... I mean, it's not a fun watch. We get that. But fuck, it was effective. I'll tell you that. I'll tell you. He's uh, 
When you got your big man going 18 of 18 to the free throw line, fucking Jesus. Uh, Watson and Braun helped a little bit, but my favorite thing about the Nugs is they had all five starters in double figures. He had Jamal with 28. You had KCP with 16. He went 4 and 9 from deep. You had 16 and 10 for Air Gordon. You had 19 and 10 for Michael Porter Jr. as well. Watson and Braun helped, Brown helped a little bit off the bench too. Big win for the Nugs. They sort of just proved once again. It's like, yeah, we're better than the Warriors. And anytime we're matching up against them, we're going to kick the fuck out of them. So Denver 22 and 10. Golden State 15 and 15. The Boston Celtics won 126, 115 over the Lakers. They're just a better team. That's what this game told me. Oh, the Lakers won the in-season tournament, Jim. Yeah, and they're two and six since. It's not great. Chaos start by the Celtics. What was a 12 zip? Uh, they got up 18. And uh, LeBron and Austin Reeves sort of changed the game. AD had 20 in the first half. He ends up with 40. Celtics blew that lead by going, let's just keep shooting threes, man. They're definitely going to go in. They did not go in. Uh, and the Celtics continue to bottle it harder than any other team. With like it's like them and Dallas, right? If you give them a lead, just give them five minutes, they'll shoot themselves in the dick time and time again and miss all the threes when all they should be doing is driving and doing what Joker was doing and just racking up the fouls. So Tatum and Brown, it's like, come on, man, you should be leaving at the free throw line in a game like this. They did not. But then they dropped a 41-point hammer in the third quarter and the Lakers just couldn't keep up because it was everybody else, right? You had LeBron and Prince hitting shots with the Lakers at the start of the third the Lakers take the fucking lead. Like, you know, you know that Flea is just like, fuck yes, I hate Boston. Uh, and then the Zinger, extreme Zinger meal, hits a three. Giroux hits a three. Brown and Zinger hit a couple. White hits a three. And the Celtics just reassert it just from spreading the love. Like Tatum and Brown didn't have to do all the scoring. It was amazing stuff for the Celtics. Up nine going into the fourth. And you had Horford, Giroux, White. It was the same story, right? Like the Lakers couldn't get any stops. The Celtics just kept it at at least 10, basically. It felt like the rest of the way. And the Lakers just, they're throwing punches and they just couldn't land anything. Like AD has 40, 13, and 4. And they just didn't get enough out of like LeBron, Rui, Reeves. Like LeBron, what, 5 of 14, 16 points, 9 rebounds, 8 assists, only 3 turnovers. It's just one of those games that go, oh, yeah. You have a sick block late. It gets overturned uh, when they call a foul on you, but then it all just gets wobbly outside of that. 17 for Prince. He went 5 and 12 from deep. 12 for Rui Hachimura. Uh, 2 and 9 from 3, though. Like, they just need that. Like, I don't know what it is about the Lakers. They need that just dependable other dude. It's usually Reeves, but he was, what, 11, 4, and 9. Uh, 11 points on 4 and 9 shooting from the uh, floor. And it's kind of like this sort of missing link in the Lakers' arsenal. It's like, yeah, it's the D'Lo. Oh, we'll move D'Lo and make him come off the bench, man, and we'll start Jared Vanderbilt and Cam Reddish. It's like, by the same token, Cam Reddish is kind of shit, you know? D'Lo, as much as I hate him and as much as he sucks, like he's the thing that you need to upgrade. And just have like that scoring, ball handling-ish kind of threat. It's the Zach Levine spot. Let's all be fucking honest. Uh, Reeves, the 11-6-3, but on 4-9 and nine shooting, just wasn't enough today. Whereas like the Celtics, it was the perfect game for them, right? Like that all their starters over 18 points. That's exactly where they want to be. You get another 10 from Pritchard off the bench. You're laughing. Like Horford hits two threes off the bench. Pritchard hits two threes off the bench. Everybody else, it's like, okay, not bad. But they shot 50% as a team. Zinger has 28 and 11, 25, 8 and 7 for Tatum. Uh, even though he and Brown went 2 of 11 from downtown. So Tatum goes 1 of 6, Brown goes 1 of 5. Brown has 19 points. White has 18 and 11. Holiday has 18, 7 and 7. And the Celtics are just like, yep, we figured it out in the second half. <laughs> like, to not shit down our legs. And we won the game. It's like, yeah, I guess that's kind of how it goes with Boston at the moment. They are. 23 and 6. Don't know about you, but that's uh, pretty, pretty, pretty good. Because you're the top of the East. And 23 and 6 now actually gets you uh, to the top of the NBA. Because that's one more win than the Minnesota Timberwolves. Uh, The Lakers dropped to 16 and 15. They look, they reckon they're a contender. But they feel like just like a slightly above average team, which is 16 and 15. 
Because that's what they are, motherfucker. Uh, Philly lost in Miami, 113-119. No Embiid, no Jimmy Butler. This was a fizzer. Maxi played his worst game of the season. Tobias Harris, the never nude. He's like, oh, God. I reckon Jim's not paying attention. He had a really good game the other day. Turns around as 27 today. It's like, hey, Tobias, Maxi's playing like shit. We've got no Joel. Can you get us 32? And he's like, you got a boss, 27. You're like, Tobias, fuck. I'm sick of this, mate. I'm sick of it. Uh, Kelly Oubre had 25. Mo Bumba was awesome. He had 18. De'Anthony Melton had 15. But Maxi went 4 of 20, finishes with 12 points. And they just never had an answer for Miami because you had Jaime Hawkes go for 31 and 10. Tyler, there goes my hero. And I'd like to have a beer with Duncan Robinson. He had 16. Big Buddha Calorie had 12 in his first ever Christmas win, which is hilarious because that's all Miami do on Christmas. I think they're now 12 and 2 all time. So, yeah, pretty bloody good. So the Heat didn't have Butler. They didn't have Josh Richardson. No Haywood Highsmith. Caleb Martin, he goes out in the first half with that ankle. And the way they go, they out-rebounded the Sixers 56 to 36. Bam was incredible. And he and Jaime Hawkins down the stretch, because this was tied at the end of the third quarter. It was like 86-86. But it was a strange game, right? Because Philly were hot as shit. And then Miami got up massive because Philly missed like something. Like, it was like 14 straight shots. And you're like, oh, Philly suck. It was like a 21-1 yeah, 21 to 1 run. I think the Heat ripped off. And uh, you're feeling pretty good. Then the Sixers just like, fuck that. Bang. They took that 21 point lead and went, fuck you. Tied it up by the end of the third. And then the fourth quarter, it just felt like they were a bit gassed. They could never really eat into the uh, lead properly. And Jaime Hawkins and bam, Adebayo both had 10 points in that fourth quarter. Heat run away with it, really, in the end. Even though it was still pretty tight down the stretch, they were sort of trading haymakers here and there, and it's like within four or five minutes to go. It's like Philly were kind of getting it down to three points, four points, something like that, and it's just not enough. And uh, Bam was incredible. So he ends up uh, with a wildly impressive... Ah, there's no uh, Jimmy Butler. Here's uh, 26, 15, and five on your head, and he was great. So good job by the Heaters. And continuing their uh, Christmas tradition of kicking the fuck at everybody. Uh, Philly dropped to 20 and 9. Miami moved to 18 and 12. That is pretty good. And then the final game, we had Dallas and Phoenix go absolutely hammering tongs. Talk about teams that are just trying their absolute hardest to shoot themselves in the dick. That'd be the Dallas Mavericks. They win at 128, 114. Oh, geez, Jim. That must be pretty easy in the end. No. Talk about getting blood out of a fucking stone. Dallas just shit down their leg in that third quarter in just wildly impressive fashion and was saved by Luca, just being incredible. Yeah, Derek Jones Jr. just sort of hit some big shots here and there. Derek Lively was unreal. And Phoenix, look, Devin Bookie got into it with Grant Williams at one point. Kevin Durant's having a sook. He shot like shit. The Suns wouldn't have been in this game if it weren't for fucking Grayson Allen hitting eight threes. Like, let's all be honest. The Suns are a basket case. Durant and Booker just, they played 40 and 43 minutes. Uh, Durant has the 43, Booker plays 40. They're thin and they're shit. Like, Chimezi Metu had 23 and 19 rebounds. You don't have Yusuf Nurkic, but I don't fucking care. Like, Booker only takes 14 shots. He has a 20-point, 10-assist night. Good. He shot 6 of 14. Kevin Durant goes 4 of 11 for 16 total points. I think when I was to, uh, talking up this one when we did our little video previews, it's like, look, Booker and KD should be better combination and too much for the Dallas Mavericks to handle. Dante Exum went, fuck you, Jim. Check me out. I'm just going to make Devin Booker's life a living fucking hell. He was a minus 18 in this game, Booker. And so much of it was to do with like Exum and Derek Jones Jr. Uh, just sort of throwing their bodies in front of him at time. Like the handoffs on the perimeter were fucking incredible for the Mavs. Like their defense is shit. Like there was moments where Phoenix made this massive run. They get the lead and you're like, fucking hell, man. Dallas have completely cooked this. They were kicking their ass early. And uh, Phoenix came storming back because Allen's hitting everything and they're just like marching to the rim. Dallas is just like, what are we doing? And Jason Kidd's like, I don't, what? I'm not even the coach. What are you talking? I was like, oh, wait, I am the fucking coach. Shit. So, look, 
the way they turned it around was Doncic just going, oh, yeah, bro, let me just fucking just get into a bit of a groove and we're all going to just go and kick ass together. And that's what they did. He orchestrated everything. He's a fucking basketball maestro. And then we got Exum Hardaway Jr., Derek, uh, Derek Jones Jr. on the other end, just causing a little bit of defensive havoc for the Suns. Awesome gear. So the Suns, look, they throw all those wild haymakers at the Mavs and then they can't land and then the Mavs sort of just outscored them down the stretch just by letting Luca cook. And to be honest, it was pretty fucking cool. <laughs> so good job by the Mavs. Luca has 50. It was an incredible performance. Uh, as I mentioned for the Suns though, you had what? KD, the 16. You had the 32 for Grace Allen on 8 of 17 from downtown. Bloody good. Metu had the 23 19. Just, I don't know, Eric Gordon, 14 points, 6 of 12 shooting. Just Goodwin doesn't do anything. Akogi went 0 of 5. He was fucking brutal. They don't have Nurk, as I said. So it's like you, Drew Banks out there, just doing fucking nothing as well. Useless as tits and a bull, man, that guy. And uh, yeah, the Suns need Rock'em, Sock'em, Block'em, Drock'em, Lando back ASAP. Uh, so for the Mavs, you got 50, 15, and 6. That's right, 50 points, 15 assists. Six rebounds, four steals, and three blocks for Luca. Uh, spoiler alert, it might be the NBA Australia pre performance of the night. Uh, you had Hardaway have 18. Your dad, Derek Jones Jr., with 23, 20, and 10 for Derek Lively. Even though he tried his hardest to cook him at the free throw line, he ends up four and nine there. But uh, they didn't get a giant amount off the bench. Like, I think it was a total of 10 points. It was like a Jaden Hardy three. Uh, Grant Williams had three points as well, and four for Dwight Powell. But at the same time, Luca's doing everything. Fuck it. <laughs> Whatever. Huge win for the Mavs on Christmas. They're 18 and 12. Big win away. Phoenix are a shit show and they're 14 and 15. Let's do an NBA Australia approved performance of the night. That's not a knife. That's a knife. Yeah, it was Luca. <laughs> Again, spoiler alert. But fucking hell, mate, 50, 15, like 50 points and 15 assists is just silly. It's just silly. What are we doing at this point? But to have six rebounds, to have, what was it, the four steals and three blocks? Jesus. Stop it. Luca, Luca, they're already dead. Uh, It was a remarkable game by him. He gets to 10,000 points for his career as well. Absolutely crushed it. 8 of 16 from downtown. All 12 of his free throws. Amazing stuff. Seventh fastest in NBA history to uh, reach the 10,000 point mark as well. Absolutely unreal. They did this without Kyrie. It was all because Luca went, fuck you. Check this out. Bang. They ripped off a 17 to 4 run uh, in the fourth quarter and just like sent just Phoenix packing. He was unreal. Absolutely unreal. So... Not bad for Luca. Brunson as well is probably the other big performer of the day. 38 on 15 and 28 shooting. Uh, Bam, the way that he took control for the heat was really cool as well. Uh, so I'll pay that. Right, I'm not going to play any more drops. We'll just fly through the rest of this one. Spot of the night. Dante DiVincenzo goes 1 of 6. Clay goes 3 of 12. I mentioned 420. Nice for Maxi. Uh, and he had a Kogi 0 of 5. Just some real shit shooting. Uh, but it wasn't that bad today. Old mate, no mates, he's your mate. Steve Kerr having a whinge about Nikola Jokic. It's like, fucking hell, Steve. I have a problem with the way we're legislating defense out of the game. Yeah, we're just enabling players to bullshit their way to the foul line. Like, if I were a fan, I wouldn't have wanted to watch the second half. I wouldn't have. Oh, it was disgusting. Oh, fuck off, Steve. <laughs> Seriously, God bless you. You're a smart man. I love you. But have a sook. You got your ass handed to you by a better fucking team. You know why? Because you can't keep Draymond Green in fucking line and stop him from punching dudes in the face. So fucking have a cry. Uh, pantsing of the night, the way that Dallas ran over the top of Phoenix was really good. But you had some threadings of the needle. Uh, you had like that sick block by uh, K. Uh, no, by LeBron on Tatum was very nice and a bit of a pantsing. Uh, Derek Jones Jr. also just decided to pants like the Suns about eight different times with sick putback dunks because 
Yeah, that dude can fucking jump. It's like, yeah, I feel like he's just going to win the fucking dunk comp every time just by looking at it, so not bad. Uh, better than Lonzo Ball, Jaime Hawkes. Jaime Hawkes was awesome today. Seriously, like that is just a silly, silly, silly game uh, for the Miami Heat rookie. On Christmas Day, basically the NBA, the NBA's biggest day of the calendar, the Heat beat the Sixers because of a rookie who just went, nah, this is kind of fun and all, but check this out. Bam! Kick the fuck out of him. Don't do it to him, Jaime. Don't do it to him. 31 and 10 with one assist and two steal. Uh, two steals. 11 to 15, one to three from downtown, eight of eight at the free throw line, 31 points. He was two away from Lonzo's all-time like career high. So just saying, Jaime Hawkes, pretty bloody good. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. All right, what about the magic tweet of the day? Magic, what did you say? Have you got anything for us? You could have a, some sort of nice Christmas message, right? Ah, uh, no. Talk about dropping the ball, Magic. Oh, I've got to spit it with my family. Yeah, it's brutal. Oh, now I'm just sad. Magic, I feel like I wanted to get wished a happy Merry Christmas by Magic, and I just didn't. Uh, and dickhead of the week, uh, it's Draymond. Until further notice, because he's like, doing Zoom meetings about controlling his temper and not trying to punch on with every European. He says, but I just fucking hate France. It's like, no, no, just look, you're already on Zoom, Draymond. Just Google, Google maps it. It's just a place. It's just a place on the calendar. Nice. Uh, back to Jaime Hawkes though, for a second. The In terms of like a rookie doing that on Christmas, only six rookies in NBA history. Wilt, Walt Bellamy, LeBron, Bill Cartwright, and Patrick Ewing and Oscar Robinson have had more on Christmas than Jaime Hawkes did. Like even Michael Jordan had 30. Jaime Hawkins had 31. That's fucking sick. Not bad. Not bad for a rookie. All right, let's do some yeah nahs right after this. This is Cam Glidden. This is Anthony Drimmick. This is Mitch McCarran. This is Jason Kiddie. This is Daryl McDonald. Hey, guys, this is Hugh Greenwood. Yo, what's going on? This is Ellie. This is Mark Worthington, or commonly known as Wertho, and you're listening to NBA Australia. You're listening to NBA Australia. And 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 you're listening to NBA Australia. All right. That's right. The NBA Australia year now is brought to you by the NBA Australia shop. Go get your merch. Get your merch. Dropped off a uh, coffee mug and a stubby holder to our man, Jez. who's actually got a couple of yeah nahs for us, which is good. And uh, go to check out nbaaustralia.com slash shop or just click through on the socials. We've got the uh, very limited amount of the coffee mugs left. Uh, if you buy one, I'll chuck in the stubby holder. Uh, be one of the older ones, but that's all right. Uh, you can also buy the new stubby holders, which are good. Uh, they're back in stock, so that's kind of here. Uh, but get a t-shirt, get a hoodie. What are you doing? It's bloody cold down here in Lawn, I'll tell you that much. I think I brought my hoodie. Anyway, nbaustralia.com slash shop. Get your merch. Get your merch. Got some yeah nahs. Got one from my boy, Weaves. Weaves. I love you, Weaves. I miss you, buddy. Uh, yeah, nah. Bucks trading holiday is the worst team balance decision this season. Yeah, nah. I kind of don't mind this. Because... In terms of like the team balance decision, you look at the other sort of bigger trades, uh, it's like there's not a giant amount that really upset the apple cart anywhere near as much as like Drew Holiday, uh, like sacrificing Drew Holiday to go get Dame Lillard and then watching every team completely fucking destroy you on defense going, oh, wow, we might have cooked this a little bit. <laughs> is is a really big sort of part of balance, right? Like in terms of other teams that sort of made bigger trade, big-ish trades in the offseason, like not many were bigger than the sort of, you know, Giroux out the door to bring in Dame, obviously. But like it pretty much outstrips everything else. Like Golden State moving on from Poole in favor of bringing in Chris Paul. It still makes a little bit of sense, and Jordan Poole's still shit. And, like, their balance isn't about what Jordan Poole would have given them. So, yeah. Phoenix obviously going, right, we're going all in around KD 
and now he's getting sad because he realized Brad Beal's shit and doesn't play is also a bit of a weird one because you trade for Brad Beal, you give up a little bit more depth, but they'd also sacrifice a shit ton of their depth to get KD in the first place. So it does feel like that's the biggest one uh, in terms of balance especially, right? Because like Portland shipping a bunch of dudes out, that's fine. Uh, Golden State's moves, the Lakers are still sort of trying to figure out what the fuck they are. You know, it sort of all makes a little bit of sense. So, yeah, it's probably the toughest one in terms of the balance, this one. So that's a good one, Weaves, yeah. Uh, Jez Oz, hey, buddy, Merry Christmas. I had a cracker of a day yesterday. I really did. I had a really good time. Just a lot of driving, you know? You sort of go to one thing on one side of the fucking city, then you're going to go up and see your folks up in Ballarat. You spend a lot of Christmas in the car, which is not the best spot to spend it. But, because you're not drinking tins, like most, like for me, Christmas is basically just going, right, now I'm sitting down and smashing tins. We're fucking on here. Like that's the best vibe. You're hanging out with your families. It's all a good vibe. You're knocking back a few froths and away you go. I love that shit. Um, so yeah, good times, great memories. I had a good one yesterday though. Just like, uh, yeah, just a big day in the end. Anyway. Chez Oz, I've not even read these yet, so let's uh, see what he's sent us. So, number one, watching Warriors game it looked, on Saturday, it looked like Steph was really enjoying playing with the young bucks like Kaminga and Jackson Davis. This could be the key to the Warriors' future by allowing them to develop alongside Steph in the twilight of his career. Yeah, nah. Yeah, it is. I think that's almost the problem, right? Like, Steve Kerr, for all his fucking bitching and moaning about like, oh, Nikola Jokic got fouled too much. It's your team doing the fouling, you idiot. He is just... It's hard to sort of get away from someone like Clay and go, right, baby steps, baby steps. We're going to have to sit Clay in some fourth quarters. We've really got a blood cum bucket. <laughs> and Moses Moody, Moses Moody. Moses Moody, it's like, oh, he's a bit of a project. He shouldn't have been this much of a fucking project. The same thing goes for cum bucket. Like, this is the team that could have had Giddy. It's a team that could have also had a couple of other really good rookies, just saying. But. They completely fucking cooked it. So, I don't know. Bob Myers being on like ESPN going, yeah, <laughs> got out of there at the right time. Yeah, because you're the one who fucking laid all the groundwork for them fucking up. Um, but they sort of just needed, like the Wiseman pick is the thing that's going to always haunt, haunt the Warriors, right? You have the number two pick. It barely ever happens where you're an actual contender. You get a top three pick. You're laughing. They took the wrong dude. Like, just think about this Warriors team with Lamelo in place of, well, what, Gary Payton II is essentially what they traded Wiseman for in the end. So they really should be just going, fuck it. Padamski, Cumbucket, Moses Moody, what have we actually fucking got? And Jackson Davis has been fucking really good. So, yeah, it's a good point. Oh. Number two, as a small big, Jackson Davis is a ready-made replacement for Draymond. Yeah, nah. He... Look, Draymond is a unicorn. Like, it's weird that Draymond never gets talked about in unicorn terms, but that's what he is, right? Point forwards who actually know their ass from their elbow, who can win Defensive Player of the Year, uh, get you a triple-double as soon as you look at you. Yes, he shoots like he's wearing a backpack, but at the same time, like, Draymond's a weapon... But Jackson Davis, like, this is the thing. You need to foster young dudes like this into really good environments like the Warriors to have a mentor like Draymond. As long as he's not punching you in the face, like, you feel good about it. So he is like a ready-made replacement. He just doesn't have the playmaking quite, but he does have, like, at least the fucking motor. And that's half of what you need. Like, if James Wiseman had a motor, he'd be unstoppable. If Moses Moody had a bit more of a motor, he'd be unstoppable. Kaminga has got a fucking motor. He's got raw basketball talent. He also doesn't seem to still know how to play basketball. But anyway, love a bit of Jackson Davis. Last one, the NBA should allow coaches to challenge tech fouls on the spot. And if the ref is found to be in the wrong, then they should be tossed. Yeah, nah. (laughs) I like it. It's like, hey, ref, you fucked up. That's a tech on you, dickhead. Two, one more of these, and you're out of here. What are you going to do then? I guess I'll go back to the ref change room. I love that. I actually fucking love that because imagine if you've got refs, because what, we've got 
that sort of rotating cast of three and you've got like the, uh, you know, an official like side of the uh, thing. Imagine if you're just like a shit ref who keeps fucking up and coach is like, hey, Scott Foster, that wasn't a tech. We're going to challenge that. You get another one of these wrong, you're fucking done and your two mates have to run the rest of the show the rest of the night. And if one of them fucks up, it's only going to be one ref the rest of the way. This could be chaos. I love this idea. The problem is when you challenge a tech foul on the spot, you know what the ref's just going to be like. Nah, nah, it's definitely grounds for a tech because he touched the other guy. And it's, not, it's like, what? Shut up, you fucking sooks. But I love that idea. Uh, unpopular opinion of the day, Phoenix should trade Brad Beal for Ben Simmons. I'm just saying, get an actual fucking point guard there, sons. An outback takehouse. Oh, that's right. Flame grill take. Well, it's not really a flame grill take, but Dante Exxon was fucking awesome today. Uh, the Australian player watch, I mean, the dude was unreal. He went at Booker like his life depended on it, and it was fucking great to see. He hit like a big three. Um we're just like, yes, Dante, let's go. He ends up with seven points, four rebounds, five assists, three of seven shooting, one of four from downtown. That's also doubling as your Australian player watch because we had uh, no one – oh, yeah, no one else in action today, did we? Holy shit. Yeah, that's weird and sad. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, Dante Exum, most improved player. All right. How about an Andrew Gaze Gray Mumber Award for outstanding achievement in the field of excellence? Without the drop, let's do it. It's, uh, I don't know, Luca. Yeah. Not only did he become the sixth player to reach 10,000 career points in uh, before turning 25. What's that? He joins LeBron, KD, Kobe, Mello, T-Mac. Like, that is some pretty fucking good company. LeBron, KD, Kobe, Mello, and T-Mac. Like, what is going on at that point? Uh, but the 15 15 was just fucking stupid today. 50 points, 15 assists, eight made threes, six rebounds, four steals, three blocks. Literally no one in NBA history has done that in one game. He's the second player ever to have 50 points and 15 assists. James Harden did it back in 2016. So, yeah, not fucking bad for a Christmas game. Jesus. Luca. Just kicking the fuck out of Devin Booker. Or, if you ask my eight-year-old niece, Devin Booker. Nice. Got him. Uh, very, very good. And then uh, extra, extra, extra Andrew Gay's Grey Mumber Award for Outstanding Achievement in the Field of Excellence. How about Eric Spolstra? This bloke just does nothing but kick ass and take names, especially when he's playing on Christmas. The Miami Heat under Eric Spolstra. Eric Spolstra is 9-0. and on Christmas. That is just fucking silly, bro. It's just silly, man. Yeah, not bad, eh? Not bad. So, yeah, pretty good. <laughs> pretty, pretty good. Um, the 10,000 points for Luca, though, as well, uh, is the second fastest to get 10,000 points, two and a half thousand rebounds, and two and a half thousand assists. Uh, but yeah. Fewest games to reach 10,000 points as well. You got Wilt, MJ, Eldrin Baylor, Kareem, Oscar Robinson, George Gervin, and Luca. He's the quickest active player to reach 10,000. And uh, yeah, as I mentioned, LeBron, KD, Kobe, Mallow, and T Mac to get 10,000 before 25, 25. That is just fucking silly, man. Fucking silly. All right. Well, I guess this kind of might be. Yeah, we might do a quick uh, Patty Mills game day ball or game day Twitter check-in if we've got anything. Oh, we've got a Dante one. There we go. Dante, just him warming up, nailing three after three after three after three. That's on his Instagram. That's pretty good. Have we got a Patty Mills one? Let's check out quick. Patty, 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 one new post. What's he done? There you go, Patty. Providing fresh juice for the squad. Just him making hustle plays. Oh, that's good. That's real good. Amazing work. All right. So uh, because we're going to take basically the rest of this week and next week off, uh, we'll do no picks because it would be pretty fucking dumb to do 10 days worth of picks. What I will do is I'll post the picks for that day each day on Twitter. So go check out NBA Australia on Twitter. 
I'll bang up the. I might even do it on Facebook as well if I can be fucked. Um, but what I am trying to do is like not work because old mate, look, I just don't want him to stab me. You know, I want to sleep happily, not with a stab wound in my side, thanks to old mate. She's not very violent, but it's like the things that'll push her over the edge might be this. Uh, so keep an eye out for that. Go check it out, and we'll keep picking. We did go, I think, four or five in the end today, didn't we? I think the only one we missed out on was the Bucks at Knicks. We picked Denver, minus five over Golden State. Uh, we picked the Celtics over the Lakers. We picked Miami over Philly. And we picked Dallas over Phoenix. In the end, the plus five. At least that's what I've written down from Friday's show. So, Not bad, mate. I think, yeah, I think my idea for uh, Phoenix-Dallas was that Dallas would probably lose but cover that five. And that's, oh, shit, they won outright. So, All right. Well, there you go. That's it. Um, it's a bit sad that I'm not going to do shows in this little, weird little break. Like, if I get fucking bored and it's raining all the time, I might just jump back on just to do some NBA Australia. But I might also just not and just chill the fuck out because it has been a chaos year. Uh, very busy with work and obviously all that sort of shit over at CodeBet, uh, all the other stuff that I do. And uh, I would like to thank, obviously, all of you fucking lunatics out there who do listen to the show, uh, I love your guts. Just saying. Love your guts. Thanks heaps. All the support, all the messages, everything throughout this entire year. I'm now just going to spend like 10 days just chilling the fuck out and then we'll be back into it second week of January, like nonstop through to fucking June. So I reckon this might be the chance I get to have a bit of a breather, spend some time with the squids, uh, you know, it's just one of those things like the squid, the older squid's also like going to school this year. So, well, next year. So he starts prep and uh, it's just going to be fucking full on from there on out. So I reckon I'll just take a little bit of time, recharge the batteries, hang out here in Lawn. If you're down in Lawn, if you're down the coast, say good day. Slide in the DMs. I'll be around. What are you doing in lawn gym for like two weeks? Drinking beers. That's totally fucking it. So, uh, all right. Thanks for a great year, you lunatics. I fucking love all of you. Uh, it's been an awesome year. I mean, we had a bit of a disappointing boomers run there for the World Cup. Uh, but we had an awesome sort of working our way back to a thousand episodes with Gazy. Uh, we had the way that I had to sort of like figure out work shit, doing a daily show again uh, with two kids. I'm really happy with where it's at right now. I'm fucking loving this. So uh, we'll have lots more videos in the future as well. So keep your eye for those. But otherwise, that's it. We'll be back second week of January. In the meantime, make sure you're following Embarrassed on Twitter, Face IG. I will try to endeavor to put all the picks up each day. Um, Check out NFL Australia with myself and Gaz. So when I say that I'm not working like the next two weeks, I've still got to do NFL Australia. So, <laughs> But to be honest, that's just Gaz and I just shooting the shit and drinking beers anyway. So uh, NFL Australia is really good. I was on the Cricket Today podcast today as well, previewing the Boxing Day test with my good boy stats man, stats guy, Lee McGallion. Uh, if you want to hear me like just fucking talk about how great warning was back in 1994, go listen to Cricket Today. But really, if you're into your old cricket or your soccer, we've got the Cricket Today podcast. We've got the Football Today podcast as well. Uh, get around the shop, nbaastro.com slash shop. Get your merch, get your merch. Check us all the rating on your uh, Apple podcast, your Google podcast, your Spotify, YouTube, whatever app you're using the Android phone. It does really help out. So hook a brother up, would you? Uh, that can be my New Year's resolution. Uh, big thanks go to From Oslo for the intro and outro song. They always rule. And so to House Hats, Joshua DeLaurentis, Fascinated, Goldmines, Ramshackle Army, Iowa, Sexual Day, Green, 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 and Dozers. They're behind all the tunes you hear throughout the show. So smash them all on Bandcamp, Triple J on Earth, Face the Apple Music, Spotify. Remember, NBA Australia supports Australian bands. And that is it. We won't... Uh, oh, actually, maybe we'll do a quick deli review. Because why the fuck not? All right. We will catch you in the new year, you bunch of dickheads. I love ya. Look after yourselves. This is NBA Australia saying, here's to 2024. Hopefully I don't have to talk to you before then. If I do, you know, it'll be all good. But if I don't, look after yourselves. Stay safe. Thanks for a great year. Fucking love you. And let her get
Here to swing a boy from a latest pop culture review and shit, eh? Because I gotta tell you, look, it's been a fucking pretty chaotic week. You know, United, we've got lots of games on and shit like that. How good was that fucking playing outside game, mate? That was sick as I fucking loved it. But yeah, like, it's been a fucking chaotic time, man. Like, lots of games, Christmas, like, the missus has done all the shopping, we've got the squid in tow. Still managed to sit down, like, the night before the game and just go, right. Christmas Eve, gonna do a bit of a review for uh, fucking Jimmy's show, let's just talk about Die Hard, fucking Die Hard, if you don't think that's a Christmas fucking movie, you're a fucking dickhead, you dickhead, like fuck off, it's all about Christmas, it's about a fucking dude trying to spend time with his family, it's a Christmas environment, it's all about self-sacrifice and shit, fucking settle down you dickhead, so look, obviously if you haven't seen Die Hard, I can't fucking help you out, but... Like, it was me and my best mate Plugger's like, favourite movie all the way through, like, primary school and high school and shit. And you might think, Joe's Daly, you watched that in primary school. So, yeah, fucking hey, man. So, we did in Miraburra. Didn't have too much else to do. We weren't playing footy or basketball or cricket or nothing. So, yeah, it was fucking sick as. Fucking love hands. I fucking love John McClane. yippee Kaye's motherfucker. But it is, like, basically, not only is it the best Christmas movie ever, it might be the best movie ever. So, blow it out your ass. It gets a gazillion out of, what, a gazillion out of ten deli ones? Yeah, because it's the best movie ever. And if you don't think it's a fucking Christmas movie, blow it out your ass, dickhead. Fucking love Die Hard. All right, that's it for me. See you next year's. Later, fuckers. Deli out.